Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 115. Now, it's kind of funny that I have a podcast named Gold Digger because I'll be the first to admit that I'm not the best at setting big goals. And so today I'm going to walk you through how you can become a better goal setter and how you can set goals that you're actually going to achieve. Because there's nothing worse at the end of the year to look back and be like, oh, yep, I didn't do any of those things. So today I created a freebie, which is a goal setting cheat sheet that you can get your hands on at jennacutcherblog.com slash 115. Again, that's jennacutcherblog.com slash 115. Grab the goal setting cheat sheet and I will lead you to setting bigger, badder goals. Before we dive into today's show, I want to go through the review of the week. You guys, these are so much fun for me to read. This one is titled Inspiration at the Click of a Button from Clelly82. She says, I love listening to Jenna. Her real, authentic, and enthusiastic soul gets me up and motivated after listening to her podcast. Cannot wait to listen to the weekly podcast and dig into the goals. Much luck and love. Thank you so much, Clelli82. I am so thankful that you took the time to leave a review. If you guys want a chance to have your name mentioned on the show, hop onto iTunes. It literally takes two minutes to leave a review, and it means so much to me. I sincerely read every single one that is posted. So without further ado, let's dive on into goal setting for people who are not great at setting goals. And again, I have that goal setting cheat sheet at jennacutcherblog.com slash 115. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. You're listening to the Goal Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Guess what? I know you. You want to know something I know about you? You're not a huge fan of sponsors and ads on your favorite shows. You probably hit that little button to skip through them so that you can just get to the point of the episode. Trust me. 
I get it. That's why I'm doing something a little outlandish, and I am dropping all of our sponsors for the Gold Digger podcast. Call me radical, call me crazy, but I set out to make a show that was filled with the free education our industries were lacking, and I am jumping right back into alignment with that vision. So this show is brought to you by our totally free guide, Five Easy Ways to Grow Your Email List. You can get your hands on it at jkemaillist.com. That's right, a guide that will get you started help you understand why email lists matter, and teach you to know what to send. My biggest business regret is not starting an email list sooner, so this episode is dedicated to not letting you make the same mistake. Head to jkemaillist.com and get growing that list of yours. Now, what do you say? Are you guys ready to jump into today's episode? Let's do it. You would think with a name like Gold Digger, I would be a giant fan of goal setting. But the truth is, in the past, it hasn't always worked out for me. It's a time of year again, the goal-setting central time of year, where everyone creates resolutions and announces them to the world in hopes that maybe it'll actually stick. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I totally flop and fail on these goals. And I usually start writing in a planner and then by like February 2nd, I don't even know where that planner is and I haven't written in it in at least two weeks. I have tried and tried to crack the code on how to approach new year goal setting, and I finally figured out a few hacks that help me not just set goals, but achieve them and crush them. As I was preparing for the show, I started to really dig into the psychology behind what makes us actually achieve our goals or leave them in the dust. And one of my biggest findings that somewhat shocked me is that motivation had very little to do with the success factor of a goal. Say what? I mean, you would think that being motivated would mean that you would crush your goals, but it turns out that intention is more important than motivation. The British Journal of Health Psychology found that 91% of people who planned their intention by writing down when and where they would exercise each week actually ended up following through, right? Crazy. So in an article by James Clear, he says, most people talk about making change and achieving goals. Words like motivation, willpower, and desire get tossed around a lot. But the truth is, is that we all have these things to some degree. If you want to make change at all, then you have to have some level of desire. The researchers discovered that what pulls that desire out of you and turns it into real-world action isn't just your level of motivation, but rather your plan for implementation. In fact, over a hundred separate studies in a wide range of experimental situations have come to the same conclusion. People who explicitly state when and where their new behaviors are going to happen are much more likely to stick to their goals. So if you think about it, you could apply this strategy to almost any goal that you can think of and certainly to most health goals. So if you're like me and you're like, okay, I really want to create a new routine or do something, or maybe for example, you want to start a daily meditation habit, then you'll be more likely to stick to that goal if you can plan out when and where you'll meditate each day. So we often talk about being intentional in relationships, intentional online with how we are presenting ourselves to the world, but how are we being intentional about our goals? 
I think it's so easy for us to say, I'm going to work out every day. But if we never really take time to specify when and where we're going to work out or when it's going to take place, life is going to find a way to suck away all of the hours of our day and leave us totally exhausted, lounging in yoga pants that never really made it to a yoga class. I don't know about you, but I am the queen of saying, I'm going to do something when life slows down or after this big launch, or I'm going to set aside this month to just focus on this one thing. But guess what? Life is a way of filling itself up so quickly that I've really come to the conclusion that life is never going to slow down. We have to intentionally make time for that. So I kept reading this article because I was just so intrigued by what the findings were. And James Clear said this, and it totally stopped me in my tracks. It said, if you don't plan out your behaviors, then you rely on your willpower and motivation to inspire you to act. But if you do plan when and where you are going to perform a new behavior, your goal has a time and a space to live in the real world. This shift in perspective allows your environment to act as a cue for your new behavior. To put it simply, planning out when and where you will perform a specific behavior turns your environment into a trigger for action. The time and place triggers your behavior not your level of motivation. So basically what he's saying is that you want to give your goal a time and a space to live, not just on your little notebook or your goal setting sheets, but you want to really craft a space for it because if you don't do that, he's saying you're never going to create that habit and stick to it. And so, I mean, of course you can be motivated and that's wonderful, but if you don't have the behavior changes nothing's going to happen. So today I want to just share a little bit about what's been working for me, because if I can be honest, every single year rolls around and some years I'm just really stubborn and I'm like, I'm not even going to do resolutions because I never stick to them. I know that fault in me and that fault creates guilt because I don't stick to it. And then I'm like, oh, who are you? You are so weak. You can't even stick to something for a month, right? And so when I look back over the last year and I look at what goals I actually achieved, what I was successful in doing, it was the ones that I had to implement with intention. So for example, I tried to be gluten-free in the past, but I didn't have the intention of knowing that it was actually negatively impacting my health when I was eating gluten. So there was a time where I went grocery shopping with my friend, Meg. She took me around. She's gluten-free. She made me buy all the gluten-free stuff and I stuck to it for maybe like a week or two. I remember I went out to dinner and I ordered one bunless burger and I was on top of the world. I was like, yeah, girl, you're doing this. But here's the thing. I never really had that intention behind it. And the minute I found out that I was actually allergic to gluten and I had to cut it out due to some medical tests we were doing for fertility, When I realized that I had to go gluten-free if I wanted to intend to get pregnant and be able to carry a baby, oh my gosh, that shifted everything. I wasn't even tempted to eat gluten anymore because I had so much more meaning behind it and I was also crafting ways to make it a habit. And so when I look in the past at goals that I've failed and goals that I've succeeded at, a lot of times you have to have more meaning. I remember somebody telling a story and 
I cannot remember where I heard it. And so I really hope that as I'm telling it, I can remember, but I remember a story of a trainer and he was working with an older fellow and the guy said, I want to lose 40 pounds. And the guy was like, okay, well, why do you want to lose 40 pounds? And the old guy was like, well, I I just want to look better. He's like, okay, well, that's a good enough reason, but not good enough for you to actually stick to it through these hard days. So then he said, well, why do you want to look better? And the guy said, well, my daughter's getting married, so I want to look good for her wedding. He said, okay, that's a little bit better of a reason. So why is your daughter's wedding really important to you? And the old guy said, A year ago, I had a heart attack and they weren't sure that I'd actually live to walk my daughter down the aisle. And so I don't just want to walk her down the aisle. I want to waltz her down the aisle because I'm healthy. And so when you see, when you can take a goal from something so surface level, like I want to lose 20 pounds and keep asking yourself, why, 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 why? you're going to start to get to the bottom of what really matters. So when I started to look at what goal setting could look like for this year, I kept asking myself, well, why? I want to donate money to the water projects. Well, why? And you got to just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. So not setting goals for the entire year has been something that has really helped me because I often feel overwhelmed by January. While I love a good fresh start, sometimes the idea of planning out an entire year can feel terrifying to me. I look at what I'm doing right now and I think back to a year ago and a lot of things that I'm currently working on, they weren't even on my radar a year ago. And so what's been working for me is setting goals for a quarter at a time. It makes it feel a little bit more digestible. It makes it feel a little more attainable and it makes it not as scary. Because those numbers or those things are not shooting for the stars in the sense of, oh my gosh, a year from now, am I going to feel like a failure or am I going to feel like a success? And so I feel like one of the biggest problems we have is that at the beginning of the year, we write down all of these big things we want to accomplish in 365 days. But if we're really honest, a year is an awfully long time and it can often feel restricting. When we write something down and then halfway through the year, we want to pivot, but that was our goal for the year. It can often hold us back from actually achieving the things that make us feel like we're in alignment or the new projects that are really inspiring us. Hey, hey, sorry to jump in here, but I wanted to pop back in with a dose of encouragement and a little extra something, something for you. You probably keep hearing top marketers say, it's all in the list, it's all in the list, and you're wondering what list they are talking about. Surely it cannot be your to-do list. That's a mile long. They are talking about email lists, and rightfully so. Email marketing is the number one way I drive profits in my business, and to celebrate that simple fact, I created a totally free guide, five easy ways to grow your email list and you can get your hands on it for free at jkemaillist.com. Again, hop to jkemaillist.com to get your guide, hit pause, get your hands on it and get more resources all devoted to growing that email list of yours. And then of course you can jump back into this awesome episode. Now, this past year, I joined my first mastermind, and I remember sitting in January, and we wrote down different goals. So we wrote down goals for income, goals for impact, and goals for us as individuals, something for you that's not tied to your work. 
And these were goals that were supposed to just be for the first half of the year. So we met up in January. We were going to reconvene in June. So we had quite a bit of time to work through these goals. So what we did is we took some time and we wrote down income, impact, and individual. And then you had to turn to the person you were sitting next to and share these goals. And What's crazy is, is just speaking them into existence and not just letting them live on a page of a notebook, help them not just feel more real, but it helped set us with our conviction. Like if we're really serious about something and we speak it, there is so much power in just saying that and hearing those words leave our mouth because all of a sudden we have more accountability when we just push it out into the universe. So after setting these three goals, we had to write down three action steps to make them happen and then how we would celebrate them when we completed them. So you would have the big goal for income, impact, and individual followed up with three action steps and then how you would celebrate it when you achieved it. And so just visualizing the celebration process can also help you get really convicted about this goal in a way that helps you visualize the beginning and the end. And so at the end of the day, you had nine steps to complete in order to reach and achieve these goals along with three ways that you were going to celebrate. And you could break this up quarterly. You could break it up so that you did it twice a year. I personally like quarterly goals just because then it keeps me laser focused when I'm in that quarter. And so that way you are working towards income, impact, and individual goals for the quarter. Now, what I love about quarterly goals is a lot of times I feel like we really struggle in staying in alignment with those goals. A lot of times we'll set a ton of goals and it can really muddy the waters in understanding what we should be saying yes to and what might be holding us back from actually achieving them. And so I took the goal setting exercise a step further and I said, okay, I have my three big goals. What are things that I'm going to say yes to? And what are things I'm going to say no to in order to achieve them? So when I look back in January, my individual goal was to rest funny, right? Like you would think it would be something way more powerful, but I think there is nothing more powerful than rest. And so after that first mastermind was when we were going to take that month long sabbatical. And so when I wrote down things I'm going to say yes to and things I'm going to say no to, it really helped give me clarity in working through that goal of rest. And so I said no to all interviews. I said no to all online summits. I said no to features because I didn't want to have to be responsible for sharing them. I said yes to weekends unplugged. I said yes to meeting new people. I said yes to joining a gym in Hawaii to create a community, whatever that looks like. And so I want to kind of share like how you can work through these things. But something I want to point out that I've really learned about goal setting, especially right now in my life, we just missed reaching a big goal. Now, in past years, I might have been crushed by that. It was an income goal from a launch. And I set a number and I said, I'm going to crush this. And I put it out into the universe so many times that in my gut, I was like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And guess what? It didn't. But 
I'm not crushed. Truly, I'm not because I can see all of these other little goals that got accomplished. It was a super stress-free launch. My team came together in an incredible way. I was still a good wife during launch week for Drew. I mean, that's a huge win in and of itself. And when I started looking at all of these small goals that made the launch incredible, and even if we missed that big income goal, my gosh, like I was shooting for the stars. And so to even come close is like crazy. And so I want for you to really think about how when you set goals, you're not just setting goals that you know you can go out and achieve. I mean, it's kind of like when we take that to-do list and we just write extra things on it just so we can cross them off because they're already accomplished, but we want to feel good. I get it. Been there, done that. But I want for you to really think about goal setting in a way that is going to stretch you into becoming the person that you want to become. So what do those goals look like? Now, for me, every quarter I sit down and I want to share these goals with my team so that they can help me stay on path, that they can help me be accountable to these goals. And so when I look at income, impact, and individual, I also want to create a culture where my team feels comfortable in setting and sharing goals as well. Because if we're not putting these things out there for the people that we're working with every day, how is anyone going to feel fulfilled? How is anyone going to feel like they're moving the needle on the things that they want to accomplish? So for example, this last quarter for an individual goal, I wrote down that I wanted to lose 20 pounds. And of course, that is a really mega goal for just one quarter of time. But then when I wrote down my three action steps, it was cutting out gluten, I set a goal for how many steps I wanted to get each day, which required me to walk my dogs a lot more. And I challenged myself to dive in and study how to manage stress better, thus reducing my cortisol and helping me lose weight. Now, once again, I fell short on 20 pounds, but I lost 10. And if I would have never set that big goal in the first place, I maybe would have gotten complacent or content and never kept working towards it. And so then looking at the next quarter, I was like, okay, I'm halfway there. What three things can I add in addition to the habits that I created last quarter to help me continue to move towards that goal? So it could be reducing sugar or joining a yoga class or really understanding how my hormones work, something like that. And so I'm doing those things in addition to the habits that I created in the previous quarter, thus moving me forward in that bigger, badder goal. So what happens when I don't hit the goals? Well, honestly, nothing, because working towards them means that I'm progressing more than if they never existed. And so what I think is so cool about this opportunity when we get a new year, when we get a new chance to really look deep within ourselves and say, what is it that I want to accomplish? What is it that I want to do with my life? What do I want to commit myself to? I want to pull us back to the beginning of this episode and talk about intention. It is all good and well to write down big goals, but if we do not have the intention, if we are not setting aside a time and creating a space for these goals to exist beyond just the pages of our notebooks, we won't be successful. And maybe so many of us have done it wrong for so many of years that we are just so done with the idea of goal setting at all. 
But I want to challenge you to get focused because I feel like when I am laser focused in my business, that is when the needle moves the most. That is when I feel clarity. That is when I feel passion. That is when I am able to drive a team towards what I want to achieve. Now, the last part of this is accountability. We all talk about it. We know it. Accountability is huge when it comes to goal setting. I don't want for you to just have a friend that says, oh, we should really do this and we'll hold each other accountable. I want somebody that you call up and you share these big, crazy goals too. And I want for them to challenge you. I want you to share them with somebody that understands what you're working towards. And then I want for you to share those three action steps that you are going to take in the order that you are going to take them in. And I want for you to include the dates that you're going to do those things by. One of the coolest things about being challenged is oftentimes we might overcomplicate things. We might be fearful of things. We might be holding ourselves back from doing the hard work or misunderstanding what is most important in terms of getting started. And so what I think is so cool with accountability is that you cannot just speak your goals out into the universe. I want for you to get on the phone, guys. I know we hate our phones. I don't want for you to email some of your goals. I want to hear you say those words of what you want to do. And I want for somebody to be there to listen, to challenge, to set deadlines and reminders in their phone so that they're following up with you because you are going to be so much more successful when the intention, the accountability, and the motivation all meet. Now I want to just say happy new year. What an amazing chance we have for a fresh start. I know so many of us just look forward to Mondays and new months and new years. The truth is, is that you do not have to wait anymore. You can set goals any day of the week. You can restart at any point in time, but I want for you to know that this year could be your best year yet. At the beginning of every single year, I say, this is my year. This is going to be the best year. And I think that there is just something so powerful and so exciting about a clean slate. And so my prayer for you is that you just open-handedly accept the ability to have a fresh start and to really embrace the fact that you are given the opportunity to set big goals, not just for your income, but for things like your impact and your individual health. And I want for you to get really serious about what those goals are going to look like, how you're going to create space and foster habits in them. And lastly, I want for you to celebrate. Never stop celebrating, no matter how big you get, no matter how famous you are, because I know you're going to be. Don't stop celebrating. Celebrate all the small stuff. Celebrate however feels good to you. But I want to be along with you as you celebrate. Now, if you need some accountability help, I would encourage you to jump into our Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook page. Just hop onto Facebook and type in Gold Digger Podcast Insiders. And maybe we can create some accountability groups inside of that group so that you can start sharing those goals, speaking them into existence, and sharing what your action plan is I know I will be posting my goals in there so that you can see what I am working towards. And I would love to personally encourage you in the pursuit of having the best year ever. And lastly, just thank you for tuning in. It is such a joy. One of my big goals is to reach as many people with an encouraging message as I possibly can. And so when it comes to impact, you better believe we're going to be focusing on what is coming through every single week into your earbuds. 
So until next time, gold diggers, let's do what the title says and let's keep on digging our biggest goals with intention so that we actually accomplish them and have our best year yet. Happy New Year and I will talk to you super soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold-digging dream chaser you.